Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at network documentation. We'll be discussing a documentation overview, network topology diagrams, network device documentation, and establishing a network baseline. And there's three steps to that that we're going to look at. Step one is determine what types of data to collect. Step two is identifying devices and ports of interest. And step three is determine the baseline duration. And then finally, at the end, we're going to talk about data measurement. This episode is part of my series on enterprise network security and automation for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. As you work on your network, there's going to be problems. There's going to be configuration issues. Something's going to break. Somebody is going to make a change to your network, whether intentional or not intentional. Having good documentation is the key to helping you solve these problems quickly and efficient, efficiently. Now, having complete and accurate network documentation is the best tool you probably can have fixing your network, looking at your network, planning for the future. When we document, there's three documents that we typically see. One is the network topology. That's the physical and logical topologies. The second one is all the device information, what devices, how they're connected. And then the third one is having some baseline set up so you know what a normal look like. And the third one is having a baseline of your network so you know what your network looks like normally all your documentation should be kept in a single location that way if there's a problem you know where to go to find it it shouldn't be kept on everybody's desk spread out all over the office and the other thing is have a backup back up your documentation somewhere typically it should be kept at a separate location now, you can argue, well, if I keep it off-site, then I have to go and get it. And when I, and then I have to come back, and that's going to take lots of time, and my net, network will be down. But if you lose your local documentation, odds are you're going to have a little bit big, bigger problem than just losing your documentation. You're going to have some sort of issue that is causing a big network outage. And taking the additional time to run to get your backup date or documentation isn't, necessarily going to be the biggest problem you have. For your ne network topology, you should keep both a physical and a logical topology. That physical topology will tell you where everything is located. The central router is located in room 107. And on this network topology we have here, we have our central router, and then we actually have the physical location of where it is. It says main office, building A, room 107, wiring closet. So we know where this stuff is physically located. We also have what ports are connected into what other devices. Then we have the connections between devices. And going into the next one, and then branch one is located here in the research and development building B, room 137, wiring closet two. A lot of times your physical topology will include how those connections are physically ran, especially for the important connections. So this connection between the central and branch, you may include some information. 
it runs to the basement and through pipes and our heating tunnels to building B. That way you know where that's physically ran and you don't have to go and find and trace it out. You can, you know where that is physically ran. So that's a lot of times included here in our physical topology. Then we have our logical topology. And once again, this is how we are logically laid out. And a lot of times it's grouping by networks. Here in the upper left, we have the 10.0.0.0 slash 30 network. And we have those devices and connections that are included in that network all listed out here. Then we have another network for our branch network. And it lists out all the main devices here in our branch. Now, if you have 50 users here, you may not have you may not include all of them. Same thing with the physical topology. You may not include all 50 users off of the switch. You could say that this goes to 50 PCs. Because those should be physic physically close to each other within a hundred meters. A lot of times we don't see them all listed up. Plus it would clutter up your topologies. Same thing with our logical topology. We could see here, instead of listing out each PC, you could say that this goes to 50 PCs here. And that would be sufficient. But once again, we're grouping everything here. And this is the branch location. And these are all the devices we have. And it lists out the main devices that we have in the branch location. Then we have local area network three over here. Then we have our internet provider. And so we logically group them together, how they're set up. And a lot of times you'll list out the VLANs that are going with them because that's another logical grouping. In your network device documentation, you should keep documentation on how your routers, your switches, and your main end devices, your main end systems, how they're set up. And for your routers and switches, some of the things you should keep track of is the device name that we have right here. What's the model? Integrated service router. Description. Just to help you identify which what it is. Then we have our physical location listed. You list out the version of the iOS and then any special licenses you have on there. So we, we know about that physical device. Then you should also list out what connections it has. We have our interfaces. So is it a gig 001 or is it serial 0111? Give it a description. Typically, what does it connect to? Then we have any IP addressing, IP version four or IP version six addressing. MAC addresses of those, of those interfaces, that's always helpful to have. And then if we're actually using any routing, what routing are we using? Here we're using OSPF on our gig 000, and we're using OSPF version three gig 001. Now there should be a reason why we're not using version three up here on the first one. Maybe you wanna include a note why we're not using version three here, but it will give you an idea of what's happening. Do this for your routers, do this for your switches, all of your intermediary networking devices. Also, good thing to document out your end system documentation. And these are for your critical systems. These are for your servers, typically. These are for your management PCs. If it's just a normal office PC that gets an IP address from DACP, probably don't want to include that. And the some of the information you want to 
keep here is your device name, what operating system, what is it actually doing? Well, this one's doing SNMP POP3, so we're do it's a mail server, it's created as a file server, and it's running DHCP. So that way, if we ever have to rebuild server one, we know what it was doing. We have the MAC address. We get our IP version four and IP version six addresses. What are the default gateways and what DNSs were, were listed? All information to help you rebuild this or troubleshoot something if something bad does happen. It's always a good idea to know what your network looks like, how it looks normally, how it looks when something different is happening. Just like you, you know what you feel like normally. But when you get sick, you know something's changed, something's different, and you're sick. And so that is different. When What you feel normally, that's your baseline. And then when you're sick, something different is going on. Same thing happens with your network. When it's when it's normal, business as usual, nothing, nothing is broke, nothing needs fixing, you can look at your network and say, hey, that looks pretty good. But when all of a sudden you notice that your traffic is doubled, then you can say, hey, something is happening. Well, it takes a little bit to figure out what that means when my traffic has doubled. And that's what we're looking at is creating this baseline. So that way you know what your network looks like, what's the personality of your network. To get this baseline, it requires you to collect data, collect performance data in particular. That data will come from the different ports on your devices and some other essential devices on your network. The baseline data gives you a chance to see your network and it to see your network, whether the current network design can meet your business requirements. So are you able to do what you're doing? Are we able to get the throughput so my workers can get the data so they can make the make the business decisions to make my company money. The baseline data, we can also review, reveal areas of congestion. Is my central router, is it always at 100% processor speed? Are the queues at 100% capacity all the time? If, if those are at 100%, then you need to figure out how do I alleviate congestion? I hope you're liking this episode on network documentation. If you had the time, please leave a comment and let me know what you think about network documentation. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Step one is to determine what types of data to collect. Now, when you're starting out, just pick a couple of variables to record that data. You don't want to start with too many too many variables it's going to give you way too much data some people will get overwhelmed at the amount of data you can collect very quickly having too much data also provides some difficulty here in analyzing that data the more data you have the harder it is to go through that data and make it relevant start off with a few variables keep it simple then as you start working with your data then you can make some adjustments maybe you want to add in one or two more variables maybe you want to not look at this variable but change it to another one and yes you're going to change and your baselines are going to change over time but it's going to help you start out 
Now, some good starting variables here are interface utilization. How, how much is that interface being utilized? It's a gig port. That gig port over the last week has been utilized at 10%. Well, that's good. I mean, yes, it's gonna peak sometimes, sometimes it's gonna be zero, but if you got a 10% utilization, that's pretty good. If that same interface all of a sudden kicks up to 90% over the course of the last seven days, then you know something's up. There's a lot more data on my network, I need to look at it. Another good thing to look at is your CPU utilization. This will be an indicator of when your devices are thinking a lot. And if they're always thinking at a high percentage, like 70, 80% or above, they are doing a lot of work. Most of your devices should sit idle at between 10 and 20% utilization all the time. But if they're up there in the 80s, 90s, even 100%, your devices are overworked and you need to figure out how can I better optimize my network? Step two is to identify devices and ports of interest. You have your network. What are you going to monitor? You're not going to monitor everything on your network. You're going to look at the devices that are, are of interest to you. Where is congestion going to happen? Where are these devices that are crucial to our company to do business? Here in this diagram, I would probably include PC1 down here on the left. This is the admin station. It's just nice to know what is going on on my PCs on my network gives you a nice idea another thing to look at is your two servers we have server one up here in the upper left we have server two out here across a WAN connection into the internet someplace so monitoring that making sure people can get to it making sure that those processors aren't being overloaded there's enough RAM and space on those drives Third thing I would look at is the router interfaces because the router is what routing your traffic on your network and those are crucial devices. I would look at monitoring all of your router interfaces. Up here on the central router, we have one, two, three interfaces there. Branch one, I have a pair of interfaces. Branch two, we have another pair of interfaces. I would monitor all seven of those router interfaces. And the last one would be other key point. Maybe down here in this bottom left network where the admin station is, we want to monitor these four ports on, on S1. It's the connection coming into our network. It's the trunk lines going across, or I guess it's ether channel going across to S2. We want to make sure that the connection going to my admin PC, sort of my test PC, you want to monitor a couple other things I, I would maybe throw in the mix maybe look at monitoring one PC on the far end of my ether channel speaking of ether channel not only do you want to monitor these ports but you probably want to monitor that ether channel that logical port grouping of these trunk lines and over here probably PC 3 you may want to monitor just one PC, not all the PCs. I mean, if you had, if you've got a hundred PCs over there, you don't want to necessarily monitor everyone. Maybe just monitor one of the PCs. The third and final step is determining that duration of what you want to take for your baseline. A baseline isn't just a quick look at my network. I'm going to monitor for a minute and then you have an idea of what's happening on your network. You want to take 
a look over an extended period of time and you want to average that out. Now, when you're going to capture your data, usually at minimum, you're going to be looking here at seven days. You want to do a minimum of seven days. That gives you a full work week plus the weekends to get a good idea on what's happening. A lot of times you go from 12.01 a.m. Sunday to 11.59 p.m. on Saturday. Gives you a nice week, collect all of that data, then you can get a nice number that represents that. Also probably want to make sure that you're not necessarily taking readings over uh, high vacation times, like during Christmas. You don't necessarily want to look at your baseline then because your baseline employees will be gone, network utilization will be down, and then all of a sudden they come back in January and it jumps up and, oh no, what happened? Well, they just came back from vacation. So pay attention to vacations in there. But you typically don't want to go more than six weeks looking at this baseline. Six weeks is a long time to get a baseline. There are, of course, exceptions. If you're doing some long-term trends, you may need to measure them for a longer period of time. I've seen where baselines, some people collect data for a year and use that as an average number, and then they can compare, compare yearly numbers. But generally, in industry, people use a two to four week baseline. Every two weeks, every three weeks, every four weeks. What I like to do is either use a two-week time frame or a four-week time frame. And I may even go month to month. But then you start getting into 28 days, 29 days, 30 days, 31 days. How do you average that all out? So I, I lately I've defaulted to either doing a two, two-week or four-week baseline. And that will give you a nice number. As you're doing your baselines and you're collecting your data, you have to remember, you have to go back and review this data. If you collect the data and never look at it, what good is the data? You might as well not even do the baseline. At minimum, at least do an annual analysis of your data. Go back and compare it. Okay, this is, this is the baseline we just took. Let's compare it to a year ago. How do those numbers look? Has our network utilization grown? It's grown by 50% in the last year. If we go another year and we grow that same amount again, we're gonna be out of network utilization. Our connections are gonna be at 100% utilization all the time. How do we handle that? And so this will help you plan for the future. It will also show you when there's changes or modifications happening on your network. Another approach as you're doing your baselines is Use different sections of the network on a rotating basis. Maybe do a two-week baseline of your network at the core level. Then the next two weeks, maybe do a network baseline, including distribution and access switches along with your core. That way you can get different views, different comparisons. But if you want to do different baselines, a lot of times I see, see companies doing multiple baselines at the same time. This analysis, once you have all of this data, we should be regularly looking at it and how does it affect our network and how has growth affected it? How has other changes have affected it? Maybe we've increased or maybe we've changed from one internet service provider to another. We went to our new service provider because they, they, they promised us 
four times as much bandwidth for the same cost. So we decided to go with them. But now looking at our actual data and baselines, we're seeing that we didn't get it. This would be the information you would need to go back to your new ISP and say, you're not living up to your end of the service level agreement. We need to look at this. As we look at baselines, a lot of times people say, okay, I'm going to create a baseline. And then they walk away from it. They create their baseline. They run it for two weeks, four weeks, up to six weeks. They create that baseline. Then they walk away with it. And they set a little reminder in their calendar a year from now. Let's do another baseline. Well, if something changes a month out from doing your original baseline, are you going to know that change until you actually run that annual baseline? No, you're not. I see a lot of companies, they run a baseline for two weeks. Then they run another baseline. They run that exact same baseline again, but it's another two week block. And then they run it for another two week block. Now they have these different numbers they can start to compare. And sometimes the baseline isn't necessarily just the process you're doing. Sometimes the baseline is the first one and then you continue repeating that along. So that way you can see the changes over this over this past year, our network traffic has stayed pretty steady until we got into October, November, and December. Why did it all of a sudden go up? Maybe you do a lot of online sales and the Christmas shopping kicked in. And so that way we can predict we're going to need more capacity in October, November, and December. So if you're planning an upgrade, have it done before, before October. Maybe you need to scale up some of your uh, virtual servers online, increase that ahead of time, but it'll give you an idea what to see, what to prepare for as your company goes through these changes. To create these baselines, you need to get data. You need to have measurements of this data on your intermediary devices, on your routers, on your switches. You can run all these commands. Here, here's the example of some of them on the show version command. You could run that and it'll give you the uptime and version information for the, for the devices you're on. You could do a show IP interface or show IP interface or show IPv6. And it gives you all the configuration options for those interfaces. You can do the show interfaces, detailed outputs, show IP route, show IP version six route. And that gives you our routing table. You can go through and list these out and then you'll have to manually write them down. And as you can see, we can work through these show CDP neighbors and it'll give you all the directly connected devices. We can do ARP and IPv6 lookups. You can see the running config. That'll give you some insight on how your devices are configured. We can see what VLANs are there and what's the status of them on each switch. We can do a show port that'll give you port information on your switches and then show tech support. And this is a unique one down here. And it's used to collect a large amount of information using multiple show commands for technical support reporting issues. So if you ever have to go with tech support, they're going to use, tell you to use the show tech support command. And basically it's just a bunch of these show commands up above. Collecting this data here, it looks like it's a manual process and you could do it manually, but there are better ways to do it out there. 
There are automated ways. There are open source free solutions. There are proprietary solutions. Now the open source solutions, the free ones, you're gonna need some expertise in-house to come in, configure them, set them up, make sure they can connect into your devices. The proprietary solutions are gonna cost you money, but a lot of times it's click point, enter in a password or two, and everything is set up for you. And so there's pros and cons between the open source and proprietary software. But this software will actually go out and do a lot of this information for you. It'll gather, it'll gather all of this information here and put it into a database. Then once it's in a database, a lot of this software will display neat little things for you, like charts and graphs. It'll give you warnings when something is going wrong. This should not be a manual process. I do not know of any company out there that does this manually by using these show commands and then documenting. They, a lot of these all have some sort of software that does this automatically for them. And then when there's a, there's a problem on your network, either there's a, there's a critical error or there's a warning that you set up, you can get notified. You can have emails. A lot of them do texts do texting nowadays, so they'll text right to your devices. Some of them you can set up the physical alarms. That would be a buzzer or a light going off to let you know there's a problem and you need to look at it. If you're doing these data measurements, creating these baselines, I highly suggest looking at a software-based solution to help you do that. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on network documentation. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All of my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation for the CCNA. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.